0: Welcome once again to another episode of Everyday Disciples, where we strive to follow Jesus wherever we are. I'm Pastor Matthew Starner. I'm so glad that you're with us today and uh, glad that you're joining us for what I hope will be a very fruitful conversation for you. As we talk today about being busy in our world, that's something that is uh, something of a pandemic going on for quite a long time, much longer than the COVID pandemic. And I sit down today with Aiden Hunt and Stephanie Sherman here, the student ministry team, to talk about this whole problem of busyness. In our first segment, we'll, we'll look at the problem side of that and what that does to us spiritually as we struggle with busyness in our lives. And then in our second part, we'll look at some remedies for that busyness. Not that we can make it go away, but some ways that we can bring some peace, some Sabbath, and uh, clear some margin in our lives. I know as I went through this conversation with them, it was a very fruitful conversation. I hope it is for you too. So listen in and let's explore this conversation together. Well, welcome back. And I'm joined today with Stephanie Sherman and Aiden Hunt uh, here to talk about the problem of busyness. It's uh, something that's a bit of a, well, I guess we'd say pandemic in our world today. We're familiar with that word and what it means. Uh, certainly in our culture and in, in our corner of the world here in Michigan, uh, busyness is a bit of a problem, right? I mean, we, you guys both work in student ministries, so you guys see families often at the points where they are the most busy uh, Kids in sports, kids in uh, all sorts of activities, parents involved in lots of different things, and running every which way. Um, where does that where does that come from the the need to be busy?
1: That's a big question. <laughs> I think
0: yeah, I think part of
2: sin entering the world is our human bend to try to fill our time with all of the things that we think are going to lead to greater fulfillment and success and glory that is ours and not God's. Um, I think busyness and hurry and, you know, the grind or the hustle, whatever you want to call it, is just kind of a result of our culture and our world telling us, like, you need to do all the things and you need to make all of them money or accumulate all the wealth and the possessions you can because that will lead to greater fulfillment um, and not... You know, some kind of – some version of rest or of, you know, hands-off submission to something else and not having to (laughs) depend so fully on your own, you know, accomplishment and your own effort. So we're busy for ourselves. I I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think also there are so many opportunities now, right? So – and they're all fun and we – as people don't like to miss out on things that are fun. So it's not even maybe an intention to try to be too busy, but, you know, somebody invites you to go do something. That sounds fun. Let's do that. And then I have um, sports that I enjoy doing, so I want to do that. And then I also enjoy music, so I want to go to this lesson. And I think that it just ends up... um, all piling up into a lot of stuff without you even realizing that it's happened to you, to your family, to your kids, um, all good things. And it's hard to say no and mm-hmm. what do you end up yeah. saying no to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think Stephanie makes an excellent point. The, the issue we have with busyness is not that we're saying no to bad things because I think we're pretty good at doing that. I think it's we're bad at saying no to so many good things Right. that our schedules are so packed and so full that there's no longer any room for um, for any kind of rest or any kind of relief from the go, 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 go of our culture and of our world. Um, well, and I, it
1: used, I think, right, used to be family time, mm-hmm. right? You're all doing the same thing together. Um, and now f- no one does all the same things together. So, mm. you know, even when I was in school, Um, there were no travel sports in middle school and elementary school. You played on Saturday morning for fun. You went and got ice cream and you were done for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, and now everything is travel this and travel that. And Mm -hmm. if you're not in it from the age of six, then your kid won't play on varsity, whatever that they want to be on. And that's the fear that's been installed, I think, into families as well, um, And intentionally or unintentionally, but I mean, that's how you market it to make money for the travel sports teams. uh, They have to make you feel like you have to do it so that Mm you will spend your money on it. And for the trainer, because just the practice isn't enough, you have to pay for the extra training time on top of it. And when you have three kids or four kids or even two kids in their individual sporting things, in their individual directions, and then parents who have jobs and God forbid a life to (laughs) – but all
0: is there even room for a life anymore? I'm, there, there is not. Not even sure.
1: <laughs> not, not, when you have children, your life is just, um, yeah, shuttling them and back and forth to what they're doing. So, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. well, it was funny, you know, the uh, kind of the, the social experiment that we all got to go through last year at the start of COVID, when like everything, everything shut down for a minute, <laughs> and especially for the first what, couple months or so where like nothing was happening at all. Um, everybody kind of like slammed on the brakes, right We went from being so busy to suddenly having free time, even though we were trapped at home. we had you know this this time that we hadn't had before. Um, now I, I don't know about you guys if what you guys saw in that time. I, I know like I, I kind of saw some folks, who, who always sort of had that um, schedule just packed to the brim and and would all even almost have that like, oh, man, wish we had that free time sort of mentality to then suddenly have that free time. And then it was like, oh, we don't want this free time. Like, can we get back to being busy again? Because suddenly we're... We're stuck with our own thoughts, right? Silence, right? God
2: forbid somebody would be quote unquote bored for five minutes, (laughs) right?
0: Exactly, yeah. Where where you almost it almost kind of came to be like that busyness was a way of medicating or kind of numbing whatever was going on in life. We could just hide it by being busy, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how prevalent that is in. Our society, If that's like a widespread thing, you know, I, I'm not as involved in, in like family ministries and stuff like you guys mm-hmm. are to see that at a little closer level. Um, but I'm sure that has to be happening to some degree, mm-hmm. you know, that that busyness is just simply a way of distracting ourselves from yeah. thinking about what's really going on in our life.
2: Yeah. Well, I think even this is an issue that we, we see in, in our, our whole world on a greater scale, but it is, it's also a pretty, I think very prevalent in in Christian circles and in the church um, where we we think we have this mindset where if something isn't inherently sinful, therefore it's not bad. But like we said, like a lot of people's schedules being packed and them being so busy, it's technically not really a sin, but it is unhealthy. Um, right. There's this great quote from a, a book I highly recommend that everybody reads. It's called The Ruthless, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he got the, the title of the book from this quote that John Orberg gave him where Orberg says, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life mm-hmm. because it's in those moments where we are so hurried or so busy <clears throat> that oftentimes the first thing to kind of fall to the wayside is our faith and the way that we are are predicating everything that we do based on the the way of Jesus and, and the life that we live as his followers um, and so I think in order to get a better hold on our spiritual life and you know trying to do everything we can not to prevent our faith from decaying but to actually pursue our faith in a way that is fruitful and that we have a deep desire for a you know our longing to know God deeper um, in a really healthy way I think we need to start by prioritizing our time and our schedule and a lot of that is not not even so much how are we are spending our time in god's word how are we spending our time worshiping him but like how are we spending our free moments and are we doing so in a way that is like leading us to rest and leading us to renewal well, and
0: really, well maybe yeah. before we get to that stuff um i did go kind of that my next question was kind of to explore just a little bit um you know the we we talk about just the imp- or you know maybe we recognize the impact that busyness maybe has on our relationships that it has on our family life um, you know where people don't eat dinner together like they used to and uh, you know we're coming and going in all different directions and, and we're not always together as a family uh, I think we those are easy to see and easy to recognize but what about the the spiritual aspect of being busy you know what what does that busyness uh, chronic busyness have on our spiritual life, our spiritual health. Mm-hmm. How have you guys seen that in, in youth and in families that you guys have worked with?
1: Well, I think part of it is when you're chronically busy, really the only person you're thinking about is yourself mm. all the time. So um, that's all you have room to think about is what is my next thing I have to get to and when do I have time to do my homework, you know, thinking from the youth's perspective and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so just, I was thinking back to your question when we were talking about COVID, right? And when that hit, and um, how much I think all of the students really did enjoy that time for a while um, because they did have time to decompress and um, as they started to miss things like friends. I mean, that was the, the really the main thing I heard them um, complaining about was missing their time with their friends. Um, trying to learn online was super tough for them. Mm-hmm. So those connections and those things that were um, hard for them. And I think that God made us relational. Hmm. And when you're just busy all the time, you're not really, you're around people, but you're not really relating with them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's one of the um, negative consequences. I think that happens that um, you don't really think about that hurting your spiritual health really. But I think that it does because... Um, It it doesn't give you time to then look at other people um, like Jesus would want you to, like what's the need that they might be having right now. And um, I know even myself, right, good intentions all the time, but the follow through is lacking because you Mm -hmm. just get too busy moving on to the next thing. And that, you know, that meal you're going to make for that person or that card you were going to send or Whatever it is, um, we read a book as staff. um, It's been a few years ago now. It's called Margin, and just Mm -hmm. building that margin into your life. And I loved that book because it was making sure you had that time, that margin, that free time a little bit to be able to do um, some of those things that would be what what a a follower of Jesus would would be doing.
2: Yeah, I think I look back to... Aiden as a college student, and I remember this my sophomore year of college, I was quite possibly the busiest human being on the face of the earth. Um, I don't want to have to run through my whole schedule, but I was working at multiple jobs. I was involved in multiple clubs, and I was playing a club sport at Michigan State, And on top of being a full-time student. I don't remember my sophomore year very well. Um, all I do remember is I didn't see my friends very much, and I remember saying to them, like, oh, where are you guys? I haven't seen you in so long. They're like, where have you been? You know, you we don't see you ever. And I compare that to my senior year of college, which is when COVID happened. Um, and I remember like March to April of 20 or March to May of 2020 being basically stuck at home with my roommates and our friends because we all quarantined together. Um, and those being like the most fruitful few months of my relationship with my friends because, yeah, we were forced to spend time together, um, but we had nothing else to really do and focus on other than let's. Hang out. Let's spend time together. Let's focus on the relationships we're building with each other. Um, how are we lifting each other up during this difficult time? Like, how are we pouring into each other spiritually? Like, how are we encouraging each other in our walks with Jesus? And those friendships, you know, we all live in different cities now after we graduated, but they're still so strong because of that time we spent during COVID. That we um, and, and all that to say, did there were were there multiple times we probably wanted to kill each other? Absolutely, because we were stuck in a in a room together for three months and all we did was play competitive games and therefore like tensions got <laughs> high and we, you know, there, there were things thrown at each other um, in love, of course, but those relationships were able to flourish and prosper because of that time we had to spend focusing on each other because we weren't busy and because we had no other choice, but to really, you know, devote time to one another, to love each other. Um, and, I th- and like Stephanie said, we're relational creatures. Like human beings were made, um, you know, in the garden, Adam, was alone and it was not good, God said. So he made him Eve. He made a companion
0: other than just the fish and the animals and everything. And Um, probably good, too, to remember that Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall mm -hmm. would have had stuff to do. Oh, yeah. You know, God gave them... God gave them tasks. God, God gave them a role to play, to tend yeah. the garden, to care for it. Yeah, they had vocation. They had jobs.
2: And jobs are not a result of the fall. Maybe the toil of labor is, right. but work itself is not. And i to say, things that we fill our schedule with like are good things. Like Being busy is just an accumulation of good things, like we said. Right. Um, but it can lead to unhealth if we put too much emphasis and focus in our time on that. Yeah, because
0: could Adam and Eve have been busy before the fall? I mean, potentially, right? I mean, at mm-hmm. harvest time in the garden, I mean, mm-hmm. there could be a lot to do all of a sudden. Yep.
2: Um, and one and, of the other relationships that Adam and Eve had in the garden was with God, right. and how
0: important that relationship still was, you know, prior to the fall. And you know, the uh, the end of creation, the, the the final thing that God does is God rests, and he establishes that is he establishes that pattern for us. And so maybe as we move into our next segment here. Um, after a, a quick little break, we'll, uh, we'll pick that up about the importance of rest and, and explore that a little bit, how we can do that with some practical ways. So we're continuing our conversation here talking about the, the problem of busyness and now kind of moving into, so, so what do we do about this? We're, we're in a busy culture and that's not going away anytime soon. The travel, sports, the the jobs that fill up all of our time. None of these things are going away. So, how do we, as Christians, as everyday disciples, like we're trying to do here through this podcast? How do we how do we balance that? Because we're not saying. At least I think this is what I heard, right? That we're not saying that um, doing things is bad. Like we we shouldn't just you know wake up and and go back to bed like there's there's stuff that we can do that that is good for us to do um, but saying yes to some things, saying no to other things maybe is part of that balance how do we how do we find that balance and what does that balance look like i think it's important to look back at the creation narrative
2: and how god on the seventh day rested from his creation and by doing so god delighted in what he has made and that's why the word eden the garden of eden means delight um, because it is the creation that God was delighting in, And that's how God spent his his seventh day. Is that He delighted in creation? He rested, not because He needed to, because God doesn't need to rest, but because He chose to.
0: And, and He really establishes a pattern for yeah. us then that, oh, that gets carried forward throughout the narrative of Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get that in the Ten Commandments to remember that Sabbath day. Just, well, just to rest, and uh, and then also to uh, you know that in that same part of the the narrative, and when the children of Israel are going through the the desert, like. Mm-hmm. On the, the day preceding the Sabbath day, you go out and they're going to gather all that manna on that quail, gather enough for the next day too so that you can rest that day. Mm. You know, it's a it's a day of rest and preparation for that rest. And yeah. there's work to do for that. And and
2: that word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to cease or to stop. Um, so the Sabbath for humans, is, it means to, like they did in 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 the Exodus, you know, when they were wandering the desert, they still took that day to stop, to cease any kind of work and to choose delight as what they did that day. And that was an act of worship. Um rest is worship. That is a a claim I will hold strongly
0: to, and Matthew, I know you, you it, well, <laughs> I was just because it's funny that like I think through time we've we've kind of twisted that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I know for you know, for me growing up um, in the the Lutheran Church, reading Luther's Catechism, Small Catechism, um, the third commandment as he explains it is all about worship. Mm-hmm. You know, remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, for for Luther in in his day, as he explained it, it was about hearing the word of God. It was a it got kind of at least in, driven into my brain is like go to church on Sunday. That's remembering the Sabbath day, uh, which is when you read about the Old Testament, the giving of the law there, that's not what, what God says. It's about remembering that day of rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even says, uh, is it in Exodus 20, when he's when he's laying those out that, you know, remember the Sabbath day, cause, because because God labored for six days in creation and, and he rested, so you mm-hmm. also rest. It's this pattern that he's setting up. And we've kind of forgotten that. I remember hearing uh, somewhere, I can't remember now uh, what source I got this from, but about the the original kind of first Christians as they became went from being Jews to being Christ followers. That for them they still celebrated Sabbath on Saturday, and then worshipped on Sunday, and and it was both. It wasn't. Um, we've kind of I think conflated the two, mm-hmm. and our our Sabbath is going to church. Yeah, um, I think it'd be really good to recover that practice mm-hmm. of like having a Sabbath day. And going to worship, yeah, as two different things. Mm -hmm. And so, like for you guys, what does what does Sabbath look like in people's lives today?
1: I think it looks nothing like it's supposed to. I think that's part of the problem is we feel guilt when we rest because there's so many things we feel like we should be doing. Um, I know even in our own family, you know, go to church on Sunday and then you go home, and the intent is to rest. And you do that for a little while and all of a sudden you're like, Oh shoot. You know, I'm I know my lazy. husband says, Yes, I'm being lazy and I you know, I need to get this done and this done and this done because work starts tomorrow and I won't have time to do it then. And so I think part of it is just giving yourself permission to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right? It's
0: we weren't designed to go twenty four seven. Right. You know, and we were it's designed not, to have that downtime. It's
1: not being lazy and you do um So I think it needs to start with just giving yourself permission to sit. You know, that was the beautiful thing we talked about, you know, the COVID pandemic and being in lockdown. Our family put our hammocks up outside Mm, and we laid in the hammocks and, um, you know, each person at different time would have a chance to, you know, run the music. So we would listen to music Mm. and we would read or, or sleep or just enjoy the nature around us. And so I think that... That's kind of like God delighting in the garden, right? Just delighting in the breeze and the bugs and the birds and, and all of the stuff that's around you. So um, just during COVID, you, you didn't feel guilty because there's nothing else to right. do, right? Yeah. So we need to try mm-hmm. and, in our mindset, get back to that of I don't need to feel guilty for mm-hmm. taking a day to enjoy God's creation and and be with my family in right. doing yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think a lot of people might think, "Oh, on the Sabbath day, I don't go to work," and therefore, you know, if it's on your Saturday or your Sunday, it's like, okay. I go to church, and then I mow the lawn, and I we still go to soccer practice, and we do groceries, and we do. It's like no, <laughs> the Sabbath is supposed to be for all ceasing from any kind of labor and stopping from any kind of work, and you just rest. Um, and that's easier said than done. And I understand that, and we're not all not perfect. I definitely am not. It's been easier. For me, in some seasons of my of my life, to to Sabbath regularly and to do it for a full twenty four hours, and there have been times where I'm like, okay, no, I only have time really realistically to Sabbath for twelve hours in this, you know, on a Tuesday instead of on a a Saturday or a Sunday. And I think that's the other thing is like give yourself grace in trying to, you know. Uh, Establish rhythms of practicing the Sabbath, because um, we're all different. <clears throat> oh yeah, we're, and we're all in,
0: in different places and, and different situations. You know, as you were saying that, it was making me think of like my own my own life, where um, you know, a single guy, I live alone. Like, there's still stuff that has to be done at home, and so on my day off, uh, which could be my Sabbath. Like, sometimes I am out mowing the lawn. I got to get groceries. I got to run errands and stuff that happened, and yeah. and so sometimes it's it is hard to to not cease what yeah. you're doing for a whole day
2: yeah yeah and i think so I, I, me for example same kind of season of life issues is as matthew um and sometimes it's harder for me to really stop everything and just like drop everything and just kind of like lounge for a full day um but i do believe that if we if we look at how god spent his sabbath where he delights in his creation i think it's really important to incorporate delight sure. into your sabbath too so me for example um i take my sabbath from like friday afternoon or friday evening until saturday evening um try to do the full 24 hours and in that time it's not like i don't do anything at all but like i intentionally will go and uh i don't answer my email so if you ever try to email me on a saturday uh that's why i don't respond to you because i have set that boundary for myself like nope no email like do not do any work today um, or I'll go to my favorite restaurant and I'll get a good dinner or I'll go see friends that I didn't get to see during the week. And like, those are all things that are restful and good for me or, sure. I'll, you know, go down to the donut shop and I'll get a couple donuts for my Saturday morning, you know, coffee and watching soccer. Like Those are things that bring me delight that, you know, help me center my body back with my mind and actually really feel, feel thankful that God has given me these things and, um, you know, I make my, my quiet times—I try to make them a little longer during that time where I can pray and I can spend time in God's Word and, and just kind of really catch up with myself and catch up with Him again and really just think to—you know, I'm intentional about how I'm spending that time. And if I'm spending that time trying to glorify Him in, in my rest, you know, that is worship if we, if we are intentionally doing these things with God in mind.
1: I th- yeah, I think that's a key intentional, with what, what you're spending your time on. And a day of rest doesn't mean you just lay on the couch and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, us, you know, <laughs> just like, <laughs> and, I'm and, resting. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so time for that, do, too. Absolutely, 100%. But I think that you had a great mm-hmm. point of you can spend your day doing things that you really enjoy doing, and that is still a Sabbath day because um, you're delighting in the stuff that God gave you to do in his creation. So... Yeah, I think that's an important thing. And and I also think that there is seasons of life when you, you're you not going to get a 12-hour period. I mean, my family still gets hungry. I'm sorry. They're still going to want some food. And they are getting to the point now where they're old enough to do that on their own. Um, but there are times when you have littles and they still need food and they the mm-hmm. things that they need. So I think that maybe even just um, building in some of that time into your day. I know when my, my boys were younger um, – Mine was in the evening after I put them to bed, and I would have my quiet time and my Bible study time, and just that moment of, you know, daily, I don't know that you can call it Sabbath, but um, that daily rest and trying to build it in that way, and, um, you know, I would tell my kids, I am off duty.
0: Right. So
1: if you need something, you need to say the word dad, because (laughs) mom is off duty for the next, you know, couple hours or until you go to sleep, so... Mm -hmm.
2: And I think one of the things, and I might be going on a different tangent or stream of thought than we were initially going with. But I think one of the things we need to rest from is technology. Um, so I think if you can even spend time on the weekend or during the week with your phone, not only away from you, but off in a drawer somewhere and you can focus on your kids or on your right. friends or like yeah yeah Gasp. God forbid you you Gasp. be away from just, from just don't phone. turn off just the just made every teenager out yeah, there that exactly. might be listening just hyperventilate <laughs> uh, every teenager just and hyperventilate and even if you you can even go a step further and be like no we don't turn on the TV or the computer no and screens like for, or anything yeah no screens and like for me I can't even do that because I'm, that, <laughs> I'm it's, Gen Z as heck and so <laughs>
0: that, that is that is hard for folks but but it might be something that even for like a season like uh, you know oftentimes uh, the season of Lent pr- uh, the preparation leading up to Easter might be a time where we want to challenge ourselves to grow in some aspect spiritually, that could be a spiritual thing. Now, I think those are the sorts of things we got to remember, too, like God's not impressed by that. You know, it's, it's not something that we're doing to please him or to, uh, you know, get into his good graces or anything like that. But, but to, to push ourselves to grow in different ways, that can be tremendously rewarding to do that kind of stuff.
1: We used to do that um, every couple of months. Again, when the boys were a little bit smaller, was you know turn off all the screens, and then that was family game night mm-hmm. and and different things. And um, so it can we we call it forced family fun in our house. <laughs> 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 it might detract from the idea of it, but um, yes. Yeah, so all screens were turned off, and and that's when we spent time as a family, cooking, eating, um, mm-hmm. playing games, that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's nice to build in. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. i think the key here maybe the one of the takeaways as we kind of wrap this up is recognizing like we've said that there's no one right way to do this um and and recognizing too that there are seasons of life where we just are going to be busy yeah. sometimes there just are things that we have to do because yeah. we're a mom we're a dad we're a student whatever um and we don't really have full control over that mm-hmm.
2: and one person's sabbath month is probably gonna look very different from other persons like the right. way i find rest and what i find delight in might be like matthew would probably see that and be like oh that's gross i don't want to do that so i don't know his own way you said
0: donuts and that that had me yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's, was, that was all, soccer, all over that I'm all, I'm that should good. be a univer, a universal <laughs> sabbath like right you need to do that right? <laughs> donuts but yeah so i mean it's it's accustomed to you and to your family and to like matthew said your season of life you know whatever you can do um, as long as you're intentionally finding that time to to spend in rest, delighting in in God's creation, in His work, and what in what you've done as well. And you know, if you look back on a on a week, be like, yeah, I did I did some good work this week, and I get to refuel and recharge on my Sabbath, so that next week I can continue into my job, into my vocation, into my life as a father, mother, you know, employee, friend, and I can do it better because I had that Sabbath time, that rest to really recharge and, and center myself on on who. God says I am and who I I am because of Jesus.
1: I don't know if we've specified it or just assumed it to be so, but I do think somewhere in there needs to be some prayer, Mm. some time in God's word, because recentering myself and delighting in things that I like can then just lead myself down a path of Mm -hmm. just focusing on me during Mm -hmm. my Sabbath (laughs) and not really... um, I know myself, again, when the boys have been in travel sports or different things, and if I miss church on Sunday, I feel it during the week. You know, I it's I need that to fill my bucket. So I sure. think um, having that Sabbath, that time, you know, listening to Christian music, whatever it is, but something that is wholly centered on God and his word to us for him to speak into our hearts and our spirit for um, the weeks to come too.
0: Well, like, like Aiden said, you know, the – uh, the the Sabbath um, kind of practice that as as God establishes it at the very beginning is is about you know, rest and delighting in, in His creation which then we also get to do um, in in Exodus. Um, in the the whole the whole story of the people wandering through the wilderness part of it also is that it's it's an opportunity to trust that God's going to provide like we 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 collect two times the manna on Friday so that we don't have to do anything on Saturday and trust that that what God gives us on Friday is going to be enough for Saturday and so it is that opportunity to to in our sabbathing however we do that to to trust in god mm-hmm. in what he provides and and we i think we do that by engaging with his word yeah. by through prayer and those sorts of things yeah the the day of rest is a good reminder to us that we cannot do
2: it all by ourselves um, that we do have to rely on god and on his provision and the things which, which is, is so
0: hard it's, oh, right? it's 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 <laughs> it's so hard, hard for us they we're all we're all self-made mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. right uh in many ways and so yeah it's it's tough to remember that Maybe just one thing in closing here, um, any, any resource or book or app or anything like that that you'd recommend uh, that would help people in their Sabbathing?
2: Yeah, I've got, I've got a few books. I referenced it in the, um, the last portion of the podcast where we talked about the problem of hurry, but The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer is a great book. Um, Garden City, also by John Mark Comer, sitting in front of me um, about the relationship between work and rest. Um, And then also the book To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. Um, Those three books have completely changed my view of what rest looks like, what it means to us as followers of Jesus, and how we can steward our rest to lead to human flourishing and and the creatures God made us to be. Mm Um, those three books are incredibly important to me.
0: I know a lot of folks like um, the Abide app as uh, mm-hmm. a meditation app, um, one that I've only just recently kind of discovered. I haven't really gotten into it a whole lot yet. i um, kind of eager to, to check that out. Um, you know, that whole like guided meditation thing hasn't been something that I've ever done before or gotten into. So kind of looking looking to explore that a little bit Um and you know any of the any of the different Bible apps and stuff that are out there, I think are all useful for um, getting engaged with God's Word. Uh, maybe, maybe even one one plug for one that we use here at St. Matthew is the Right Now Media app. Uh, lots of different uh, videos and Bible studies and things on there to to enrich your faith life. And uh, if you're not familiar with that app, it is something that. Uh, St. Matthew has paid for, for for our members, and so contact us, and we'd be happy to add you to that so that you've got access to that whole library of, of resources there. But there's a lot of great stuff in there for that time of Sabbath to just recharge, to, to connect with God, and and uh, trust in what he's done for us. So
1: Well, and I think, um, right, working with youth, teenagers, um, they've always got headphones in, so just creating a playlist Mm-hmm. yeah um i think that helps me what what i listen to really influences my mood and things so i think if you were to just uh, create a playlist of um, christian music or just that relaxing music and any of that kind of stuff too that can just kind of help train your brain um i think back you into right when moms are getting ready to have childbirth and and they've they tell you to listen to the same music and do the deep breathing and it will relax your body and then when you into childbirth that your body will automatically do those things when you hear that music again so i think it's the same thing Mm -hmm. on your sabbath day like you listen to those songs you relax you focus on god and that that trains that body that even in the middle of your hustle and bustle you put on that playlist in the middle of the week and it can help draw you into him and his presence Mm -hmm. when you need it
2: yeah for sure yeah and then my last resource would be the psalms um Especially on the Sabbath, because the, a lot of the psalms are written as songs and as poems of worship and of needing God and of the human condition um, and how how we we wrestle with God and also how we live for Him. Um, it's kind of it's kind of I don't want to say counterproductive, but if you're spending your quiet time on the Sabbath reading like the prophets who are saying everything is bad and death is nigh, like that might not be super wrestle for you. But <laughs> sure. like the psalms, really like David, I think does a really good job of of communicating human emotions um, mm-hmm. and worshiping in light of who God is and not who we are. Um, so I highly recommend reading a couple Psalms on the Sabbath and really putting yourself in the mindset of, of worshiping and rest. And there's actually a few Psalms I can't think of off the top of my head that are designed for the Sabbath too um, and how important it is to just focus ourselves and center ourselves on on God and on resting in him. Well, this has
0: been very helpful for me uh, to think through these things, and I hope it's helpful for those who are listening too. And I just thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, Stephanie, uh, for joining the conversation today. Look forward to, to more of these sitting down here to talk about faith and life together. Thanks for listening in today on all these great conversations. We'd love to hear from you as we continue this journey together. If you could rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, that would help us out and help others find us. And if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know. You can email us at media at stmatthewgr.com. Thanks for listening and keep following Jesus together as we become everyday disciples.